We are back with some more college basketball action here for Wednesday, December 21st. Got a great slate of games on tap for today. A couple of conferences getting going here this week. Got a lot of action, so let's take a look at it. We start out in the Summit League with North Dakota State taking on St. Thomas. North Dakota State comes into this one as the 207th overall team in the high tippet power ranking. St. Thomas is the 280th overall team. And this game's actually being bumped up to the early afternoon here um, because of the impending weather in the Midwest. But as far as these two teams have gone this season, North Dakota State has certainly had some struggles. You know, their only Division I win of the entire season coming against Portland as far as St. Thomas goes. Um, you know, started off Summit League play with a great victory over North Dakota on Monday. And overall, they've just been a pretty solid team this season. St. Thomas has really just done a great job shooting the basketball. A 55.8 effective field goal percentage for them on the year, hitting 41% from beyond the arc. And not to mention, they're a great free throw shooting team, 77.8% from the free throw line. It really is a lot like the St. Thomas team we saw last season. They're just a great, great shooting squad. Um, you know, Riley Miller continues to be a strong scorer dropping 15.4 points per game and when you compare it over to how North Dakota State has shot the ball um, you know St. Thomas certainly has a pretty big edge in this game overall North Dakota State has not done a good job shooting this season only a 47.4 effective field goal percentage on the season also only hitting 30.6 percent from beyond the arc defensively these two teams are fairly even I want to give either one a huge advantage you know St. Thomas certainly has some flaws in the defensive side of things um, but one area that really concerns me in this game outside of just purely offense and in purely scoring um, is the fact that North Dakota State has really struggled in the turnover department this season. Um, you know, turning the ball over on 18.8% of their possessions isn't the worst stat line in the world, but defensively, they really struggle to force turnovers, only forcing turnovers on 12.8% of their opponent's possessions with the 362nd team in the country when it comes to forcing turnovers. And it's really a North Dakota team that we have seen struggle this season. You know, like I said, only one division one win on the year and going on the road here against St. Thomas, here to start out Summit League play. I think they really struggle in this game. I think St. Thomas gets another win here, taking them minus six against North Dakota State. Now, the second game we'll take a look at here on Wednesday is Northeastern taking on Davidson. Northeastern comes into this one as the 236th overall team in the hot tibet power ranking. Davidson is the 76th overall team. And it is a Davidson squad that has struggled a little bit here in their last few games. You know, got off to a very, very hot start to the season. But, um, you know, losing three of their last four games isn't exactly the stat line they want going into this one. Now, granted, it was certainly against some tougher opponents. And in playing Purdue to eight points um, is not a, a terrible performance by any means but but certainly you know they could have done better um in a few of those games for northeastern coming into this game following a win over illinois chicago but it's a northeastern team that has really struggled away from home this season have not been a great road team and overall it's a northeastern squad that just has not done a great job shooting the basketball only a 50 or 45.9 effective field goal percentage for them on the year also only hitting 30.1 percent from beyond the arc davidson the much better shooting team coming into this one a 52.2 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 33.8 percent from beyond the arc offensively it's a davidson team that has looked fairly strong this season obviously foster lawyer is a big part of the success and a big part of the hot start that this davidson team had 18.7 point 
or 18.7 points per game for him. Um, and when it comes to the turnover department for these two teams, you know, Davidson really has been strong in that area. Only turning the ball over on 16.8% of their possessions, the 56th best team in the country. Northeastern has really struggled in that department, turning it over on 22.1% of their possessions, 324th team in the country in that category. And, and defensively, Davidson has been fairly strong this season. Certainly nothing special, but I think Davidson coming off of a couple of poor performances really bounces back here in this game. I think they get a major win at home, taking them minus 10 and a half here against Northeastern. Next up on Wednesday, we got Boston University taking on UMass Lowell. BU comes into this game as the 218th overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. UMass Lowell is the 202nd overall team. For Boston, you know, get the win over Dartmouth in their last game, but it's a team in Boston um, that really hasn't played anyone this season. I mean, you can say that a lot, a lot of schools for sure, but, you know, don't have a win over any top 250 teams this season, and they have really struggled to shoot the basketball. Only a 46.3 effective field goal percentage for them on the year, also only hitting 32.8% from beyond the arc, and when we look over to UMass Lowell, it was a very, very impressive, a very, very hot start to the season for them. Um, they do come into this game, though, following the the overtime loss to Rhode Island, um, a game where they probably should have won, um, but ultimately end up losing that. Their only other loss on the season, though, was Rutgers at the rack. So, I mean, it's a UMass Lowell team that has had a strong performance here to start the season. Overall, they've done a really good job shooting the basketball, a 54.7 effective field goal percentage for them on the year, hitting 38.3% from beyond the arc. Everett Hammond has been outstanding, especially from the perimeter, hitting 44.2% from three. Um, you know, leads this team in scoring for UMass UMass Lowell with 12.8 points per game. The UMass Lowell defense has also been very, very strong this season. Their shot defense especially has been very good, holding their opponents to a 42.7 effective field goal percentage on the year and only allowing 30% from beyond the arc. Boston hasn't been terrible, you know, on defense. They're not the greatest team in the world, but, you know, only giving up a 48.6 effective field goal percentage and 33.2% from beyond the arc. But overall, it's a BU team that has certainly had some struggles this season, especially on the road, haven't been the best of teams. And it's a UMass Lowell team that's very, very impressive. Coming off of that two-point loss against Rhode Island, definitely looking to bounce back here. Um, and I think they do at home in this game. They just shoot the ball too well. I'm taking UMass Lowell minus 7.5 here against Boston U. Next up on the car, we got High Point taking on East Carolina. High Point comes into this game as the 243rd overall team in the high bit power ranking. East Carolina is the 217th overall team. And it's a High Point team that I've kind of fallen in love with here the past few weeks of the season. I, I seem to keep betting on them. Um, and they've just put out some very, very strong performances. Now, they do come into this game, though, following two straight losses. Obviously, a three-point loss to UNC Wilmington um, in their last game. But overall, I'm still sold with what they have done. I still think they're a very solid team. They've done a good job shooting the basketball this year. A 52 effective field goal percentage for them on the season. Also been strong from beyond the arc, hitting 35.6% from three. And a big part of the high point success comes from Jaden House. He has really just been an outstanding playmaker for this team. Really has, has led this high point team to the success they have had early, dropping 21.5 points per game for him. And, you know, it's not like it's an East Carolina team that's going to be easy, though, you know, coming to this game following the win over South Carolina, but ECU has struggled a little bit against the better teams this season. I mean, overall, offensively, they're not a terrible team, but they have struggled a little bit shooting the basketball, a 51.7 effective field goal percentage, 33.6% from beyond the arc. Defensively, they're not a bad team, but High Point still has a slight edge coming into this game. You know, High Point holding their opponents to a 48.1 effective field goal percentage and 29% from beyond the arc. ECU giving up a 49.5 effective field goal percentage 
percentage and 34.4 percent from beyond the arc really it's an ecu team that just plays such a slow style of basketball and going up against a team at high point that likes to play a fast you know tempo get up and down the court i really think it could be hard for ecu to to get a lead and, and you know keep a lead here in this game just with how well high point gets up and down the court and how well they shoot the basketball um, after a couple of close losses i think they bounce back here and you know at least cover here against east carolina it's going to be a hard test on the road um, but i really like this high point team here taking them plus five here against east carolina now, quickly, before we get into some of these evening games, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbets.com. We got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets mini account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there. Also, follow my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am putting out, as well as on Best Stamp, where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for today's card. And let's get into these final three games. Now we head to the Big East as St. John's takes on Villanova. St. John's comes into this game as the 51st overall team in the Hot Power Ranking. Villanova is the 22nd overall team. And it's a Villanova squad that really struggled out of the gate this season. Didn't have the greatest of performances coming into the season. But here in the last few weeks, they have certainly looked like a much, much stronger team coming to this game on a four-game winning streak. But they're going up against the St. John's team that has been red hot. Obviously, their only loss of the season coming against Iowa State, coming into this game 11-1, get the road victory over Florida State in their last game. And offensively, it's not the greatest St. John's team in the world, but they've done a decent enough job shooting the basketball this season. A 51.7 effective field goal percentage of the season, also hitting 31.3% from beyond the yard. Joel Serrano is really a big part of this St. John's team's success. Not only is he their lead scorer with 15.2% points per game he's also pulling down 12.6 rebounds per game whenever you can have a guy like that down in the paint um, it becomes very very hard to guard against and you know for Villanova though they haven't done a bad job shooting the ball either a 52.4 effective field goal percentage for them on the year 34.3 percent from beyond the arc Caleb Daniels leads them with 15.9 points per game um, but I think the real advantage for St. John's in this game is obviously going to come on the defensive side of the ball the St. John's defense has just been so tremendously good this season only allowing a 47.1 effective field goal percentage on the year also only allowing 31.5 percent from beyond the arc villanova um, not so great on the defensive side of things a 52.2 effective field goal percentage and giving up 35.9 percent from beyond the arc and well we have seen villanova play better here the past few weeks or so um, they still play a very very slow style of basketball that really does not mesh well with the saint john team you know villanova is the 349th slowest tempo team in the entire country saint john on the other hand plays a very very fast tempo the seventh fastest tempo in the entire country and it's a st john's team that i've been impressed with obviously they're winning a lot of games obviously their defense has been very very strong um, i think they keep that momentum going here to open up big east play and, and really it's just a villanova team that i think is going to struggle all year long taking st john's plus four here against villanova
Next up on the car, we got Michigan taking on North Carolina. Michigan comes into this one as the 29th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. North Carolina is the 11th overall team. And, you know, it's a Michigan squad that hasn't had a terrible start to the season by any means. I mean, Jawan Howard um, has really found some success here in Ann Arbor the past few seasons. And when we look back to the losses that Michigan has, you know, a close loss against Virginia, a close loss against Kentucky, you know, it's, it's a few bounces away from, from really having a different outlook on how this season, you can kind of see that about both these teams i mean obviously north carolina um had a stretch there where they did not look like a very good team they do get the the solid overtime win against ohio state um in their last game and, and overall north carolina has played fine this season but they're certainly not the team that, that went to the national championship and let's be honest they, they the team that went to the national championship wasn't the north carolina team we saw all season last year so they can certainly turn it around and certainly get something going obviously we saw that last year but they have struggled a bit shooting the basketball this season a 50.8 effective field goal percentage for North Carolina this season, also only hitting 30.4% from beyond the arc. Caleb Love, though, has been strong once again, 18.3 points per game for him. Um, but it's a Michigan team that shoots the ball very, very well. A 52.8 effective field goal percentage on the year, 35.7% from beyond the arc, not to mention Hunter Dickinson, once again, is a massive presence for this Michigan team, um, both literally and figuratively. Obviously, you know, down in the paint, does a lot of the dirty work for this Michigan team, 19.1 points per game for him. Um, and Michigan's also the number one one team in the country when it comes to holding on to the basketball they don't turn it over hardly at over at all only turning it over on 15.7 percent of their possessions and it's just a michigan team that is very strong coming into this season and if it looked like a good team it's a team that i have liked and i did have high hopes for north carolina early in the season but we saw them struggle a little bit they have looked better as of late but it's still a north carolina team that gives me some concerns um, especially going into a game that is as high profile as this i think they struggle to gain a lead here taking michigan plus five and a half here against north carolina and finally, we close out Wednesday's show out West with Arizona State taking on San Francisco. Arizona State comes into this game as the 77th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. San Francisco is the 69th overall team. And, you know, it's an Arizona State team that is a one-point overtime loss to, to Texas Southern away from having a perfect season. I mean, certainly not what I think a lot of people expected out of Arizona State this season, but they have looked like a very, very strong team. You know, a win over Michigan, a win over Colorado, obviously the latest win over Creighton was a great one coming to this game following the win over San Diego. I mean, it's a team in Arizona State that has just been winning basketball games. And offensively, they're not the greatest team in the country, but they have done a decent enough job shooting the basketball. A 50.3 effective field goal percentage on the year, hitting 33.5% from beyond the arc. DJ Horn has been a strong player, dropping 12.6 points per game. Um, but it's a San Francisco team that has also shot the ball decently well this season. Um, but they've had some struggles as of late. You know, had a hot start to the season. Coming to this game, though, following a loss to UT Arlington, certainly, you know, not what they want on their resume by any means, but they have done a decent job shooting the ball, a 51 effective field goal percentage, 23.7% from beyond the arc, and they're not a bad team defensively either, holding their opponents to 47.4 effective field goal percentage and 29% from beyond the arc, but as good as they've been, Arizona State has kind of just been the better team. I mean, Arizona State defensively, has just been absolutely outstanding this season. I mean, it's an impossible team to score against, holding their opponents to a 40.4 
effective field goal percentage on the season, also only allowing 28.4% from beyond the arc. Whatever Arizona State is doing defensively, it is certainly working. And Bobby Hurley has really got this team cooking this season. And, you know, a lot of people thought when Marcus Bagley had his whole situation, whatever in the world happened there, um, that, you know, it wouldn't be as good. But it's an Arizona State team that really has just played, I think, way better without him on the court. Um, and it's a team that continues to find success. And while San Francisco isn't a horrible team, they're certainly at a major disadvantage in this game. Um, and I think they struggle to cover this spread. Taking Arizona State, minus three and a half here against San Francisco.